0: Listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no nonsense advice with thought provoking interviews. Honored to welcome a special guest today. He is a world renowned public health authority on the White House's Coronavirus Task Force, and he's the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Please welcome Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hello, nice to be with you. So Dr. Fauci, we've seen officials like President-elect Joe Biden, Vice President Mike Pence, you, the Surgeon General Jerome Adams, all get the vaccine on national television. And you've expressed confidence in it. And you're also an expert in the field of epidemiology and your life's work has been centered around the spread of infectious diseases. Now, for those of us on the front line, we've been so busy responding to crises that you know we've not been privy to the research Uh, around the vaccines. And while we are healthcare providers, we're also still consumers. And so while the public is asking us questions, I have to be honest, many of us have questions as well. Considering 85% of the nurse workforce are women, uh, many of childbearing ages, and we know that pregnant women were excluded from the studies. And health disparities do exist. And mistrust exists in communities of colors. So How do we as nurses reconcile our own fears and concerns with that of the science being presented to us and then turn around and present as a united force to encourage the general public to take the vaccine?
1: The issue with pregnant women and children is that given the vulnerability of children and the vulnerability of pregnant women, that what one does classically with all vaccine trials, uh, not just confined to COVID-19 vaccines, is you do the vaccine trial in large numbers in this case with covid it's tens of thousands of people who are adults of various ages and then once you show safety and efficacy in the in the trials what you do is then after a couple of months or month or two and in this case it will probably be january and early february you do a phase 1 and a phase 2a study to show safety and immunogenicity in children and in pregnant women. So then you could bridge those data to allow then pregnant women and children to get vaccinated together with the rest of the population. So there's a little bit of a delay, but ultimately you do show in a trial that the vaccine is safe and effective for women as well. Uh, pregnant women, excuse me, as well as in children.
0: As helpful as the COVID-19 vaccine is projected to be with prevention, uh, we know that that is just one piece of the puzzle. People still need to wear their masks, do hand washing, you know, limit group activities, and all of those other things. Uh, but we're also curious, you know as nurses at the front line, uh, what other vaccines or treatments are on the horizon to help us combat COVID-19?
1: Well, that's a great question, Alice. The the two that have been not approved, but have been given an emergency use authorization are the Moderna product and the Pfizer product, which are messenger RNA platforms. There are a relatively new platform in the field of vaccinology, but thus far, as you know from the data, they've shown to be remarkably successful with a efficacy percentage in both around 94 to 95% with a good safety profile thus far. Very close behind them are a number of other candidates that are being supported in one way or another by the US federal government by Operation Warp Speed. For example, a product by Johnson & Johnson or Janssen, which is a subsidiary of Johnson & Johnson, have a product which is an adenovirus vector Uh, This is a product that has been shown in other vaccines to be safe and effective. They are already fully enrolled in their phase three trial and they likely will be looking at data seriously and getting an answer sometimes by the end of uh, January, the beginning of February. So they're pretty close behind. Then there's the AstraZeneca product, which is a chimp adeno vector that has already started a phase three trial in the United States. And then there's a company called Novavax, which actually is a soluble protein together with an adjuvant. So there are five products that are in play right now. And hopefully over the next few months, we'll get a signal of efficacy that's comparable to the very impressive positive signal that we've seen with Moderna and with Pfizer.
0: Well, that that's great to hear. And we're excited that other medicines are coming forth and that we'll be expanding. The studies to include pregnant women and younger children because ultimately everyone has the same goal to fight uh, COVID-19 and to win so we can get back to, you know, some normalcy in our lives. Now, Dr. Fauci, hindsight has always in 2020 um, and experience has typically been our biggest and hardest lessons sometimes. Um, and, you know, dealing with this world pandemic, you're not new to dealing with disease outbreaks because you were on the front lines of the HIV and AIDS epidemic in the 1980s. But looking at everything that's been going on, just curious, what has been your biggest lesson from how COVID-19 has been handled in the United States and what would you do differently?
1: Well, I think, I mean, you you brought up HIV, which you're right. I have been involved with the response to HIV since the very beginning in 1981. It's really fundamentally different because it is a disease that was very insidiously creeped up on us with, you know, recognition of a few cases in the summer of 1981 and then more and more and more. And then over a 39 plus year period you see that there have been over 70 million cases, about 35, 37 million deaths. And even to today, there are still you know 1.7 million new infections and about 700,000 deaths each year. So it's a problem that has been with us for a very long period of time with an impact that's quite substantial. With COVID-19, it's just been a totally explosive outbreak that has really immobilized our, our world, our planet, in less than a year, and has been extraordinarily devastating. You know, as far as a pandemic respiratory disease outbreak, you know, it's the worst that we've seen in 102 years since the, the famous pandemic of 1918. But to your question directly, what could we have done? You could always say and look back. That we could have done things a bit differently. I think there was an, um, things happened so quickly that our knowledge of what was going on was rapidly emerging. And what we did not appreciate in early to mid January that became apparent in February and March, if we had known in March what we knew in January, we may have done things different. For example, it was not completely appreciated that this virus could be spread from an asymptomatic person to an uninfected person. So the kind of concentration was fundamentally on people with symptoms, when as a matter of fact, there were 40 to 45% of all the people who were infected had no symptoms at all. And they were spreading the infection under the radar screen. You know, had we known that, things may have been a little bit different. So there are a lot of things that you could go back on and say, if we really knew then what we know right now, certainly things would have been done differently.
0: Yes, I, I can agree with that. And now, Dr. Fauci, I mean, there are over 4 million registered nurses in the United States, nearly uh, 1 million licensed vocational nurses. Um, and we've been working at the front lines tirelessly, uh, you know, day and night uh, in this world pandemic. And, you know, sometimes we've been, we've felt a little left out of the conversation or not as appreciated. Um, So I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. This is very important to us. And just want to ask, what closing words would you have to the nurses who are still on the front lines helping to fight COVID-19 as they work tirelessly during these trying times?
1: Well, I I will say now what I say every single time we talk about the nursing profession, uh, and COVID is that you are all the heroes of this outbreak. I don't think that there's anyone that can have any uh, appreciation of what goes on in the trenches without realizing that the extraordinary effort, courage, uh, devotion, commitment of the nursing profession, uh, as well as other healthcare providers, is absolutely essential to our response. And everybody in the world needs to recognize the importance of what nurses do. You know, my message is, you know, we thank you for it. Keep it up. This will end. I believe that vaccines, when they come more widely implemented, are going to put an end to this outbreak as we know it, so that we hopefully will get back to a situation where you can take care of patients under much less pressure than you're forced to do right now.
0: Dr. Fauci, um, I just have one more fun question for you. Um, Enrollment to nursing schools and medical schools have been up and it's been attributed to what people are calling the Fauci effect. Uh, What do you say to something like that?
1: Well, (laughs) I think it's more than the Fauci effect. I think it has a lot to do with what you all are doing. They're seeing nurses and doctors. I'm a visible physician, so they say it's the Fauci effect, but I think it's looking at all of the extraordinary things that people in the healthcare profession are doing right now, risking their lives and their health and their safety and that of their families to take care of individuals. It's very inspirational. And for that reason, I believe more people want to go to nursing school and more people want to go to medical school
0: i can agree with that and i welcome the help i've been doing it for 23 years and i can say that there's not enough people um, out there helping to take care of people and this is a job that is 24 7 365 days out of the year Um, sometimes it feels more than that Uh, but dr fauci on behalf of myself nurse.org and my uh, over uh, four or five million nurses and colleagues thank you Uh, you know you have been what the general public um, has claimed to be you know, one of the most trusted and comforting voices during this world pandemic. And for that, I thank you. I thank you for your tremendous work, uh, your kind and uh, calm nature, um, and your stick to ofness, if that's a word, to the science and the evidence. Um, so again, thank you for taking the time to chat with us and agreeing to answer questions from our nurse.org audience. Thank you so thank much. You.
1: Thank you, Alice. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure being with you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.